You hear me? Yes, I can. Cam, we're starting off with an exclamation point. What's up, brother? Are we hot right now? Are the mics hot? We're recording, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> How, How are you, been, bro? You look good. You look great, too. It's so good to see you. I was thinking about it uh, before we got on this call, man. I have known you going back to our Creekside days in like 2006, man. Oh, you got the Carmel football shirt on. That's awesome. I got to rep it. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, you were, I always got a good vibe from Jimmy. Jimmy, I don't know why I'm talking to the audience. Um, you, you always <laughs> give me a good vibe. Like before I even knew you, you would always say hi to me in the hallway. And I'm like, this guy's dope. And then we just got closer and closer. We took the um, communication class together, I think all four years, maybe at least two yeah. or three did you have to do the mass media like introductory course before getting into CHTV? I don't think so even somehow. Okay. Yeah. I, we cross paths and work together a lot at CHTV. That's probably what we're yeah. best known for. And I was thinking about it. You know, I would, I would host the sound of the hound sports show and I would entrust you typically with being the director. Cause we had to, you know, the director has to handle a lot of uh, you know, multiple things at once and and i'm like cam just deal with that for me will you so so yeah, thanks yeah. for taking that pressure off of me <laughs> heck yeah man you're the you're the you're the good warm on-air personality and i can just make you shine like you deserve because i said hey jimmy jimmy you're so fly jimmy do you want to know what, what, why i said jimmy kennedy is the best host you know i'm gonna burn some toast oh wait i'm having a stroke <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to keep that now. That's gonna have to be like the intro to the show. Let's um, go! But um, thinking back to Creekside, man, like I, I can remember doing like video production classes in seventh and eighth grade with Mr. Davis. Like we, we we're so lucky oh, yeah. looking back, you know, how, how we were able to get Bro, those hours in. <laughs> Mr. Davis was an absolute vibe. I remember that guy. <laughs> he had that freaking class, the engineering yeah. class or something and i i didn't really care about that i just wanted to take it because he just pronounced wednesday wednesday wheel yeah and i was like that's the reason enough for me to take this class and it's due on the tooth not on the second the tooth with the tooth. <laughs> yes um you know as far as your interest in media cam i'm a product of a uh, musician and published author so i shouldn't be surprised that i'm sort of a hippie now in my yeah. in my 20s but uh did you have an interest in the family or was there someone that kind of did that stuff growing up? Um, my mom's always been pretty artistic. My dad uh, got into like a photography midlife crisis. So he has like <laughs> definitely has an artistic side where yeah. he like uh, got like some cameras and went out to um, Zion and like Grand Canyon and Bryce and took like cool pictures out there. Um, and my mom's always been a very musical artistic person. So yeah. I think I get it more from my mom with a little a little dabble from Timmy Boy. But um yeah, uh they, they always have like uh they've always been supportive of me and I appreciate that because they're both in the medical field. So I was gonna say, yeah. They definitely could have uh could have told me to go that route, but I showed a lot of passion for video and stuff like that, and they've been super supportive. So what are your parents' jobs again? My dad is a trauma surgeon and my mom's a retired pediatrician. Oh, wow. So like you could never fake being sick ever. No way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I also love, like, I, I didn't realize that this was like not normal, but just growing up, my mom always had like a remedy for anything right away. Like we wouldn't have to call anybody. She would just yeah. be like, oh, you're feeling this way. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. And I, so looking back, I'm like, damn, I really, 
drew the long stick, if you will. <laughs> well, uh, I I might be like a uh, hypochondriac if it were me. You know, like if if I if I had both my parents as doctors, I would be asking them about any medical problem all the time. <laughs> yeah. maybe, that, maybe that's why I I don't, I don't fret because I didn't have to like worry when I was a kid. So even now, I'm just like whatever. I'm pretty like low maintenance when it comes to pain and uh, sickness yeah. and stuff. But I've been lucky to not be too sick in the past years. I didn't get COVID or any of that nonsense. Um, did you get COVID? I have yet to get it. I, I but I'm like I'm like Howard Stern, man. You know, I'm in my den, kind of reserved at this point, <laughs> wanting to work from home, uh, which most companies are doing. And uh, you're living in Austin now. So that's a pretty happening city, isn't it? I mean, what's your experience with Austin so far? I love Austin. I've been here for about five years. Um, the weather's beautiful. It's, what is it right now? 72 outside. Yeah. And I, I know it's not the same. I didn't, I don't, I don't mean to make you too jealous, but I come from Indiana. <laughs> so I, I like to see the look on people's faces when I'm like, <laughs> suck it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really nice. There's like great food town, all sorts of good uh, stuff to eat. Can I cuss? Sure, man. Yeah. All, all sorts of good fucking motherfucking shit to eat. <laughs> um, and it's very artistic. The average age is low, so you run into people your age all the time that are down yeah. to collab and do do fun stuff. Um, and what else? What else? What else? Yeah, it's just like it's 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 pretty, you know. It's um, it doesn't remind me that much of yeah. Indiana, but it does at the same time. Where it's like you think when I was a kid, I thought Texas. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like <laughs> just the desert and like tumbleweeds gonna be rolling around and stuff, but. No, it's just like another city. It's beautiful outside. You get the light come in here a little bit. A little uh, <laughs> College town, right? UT's there in Austin. UT, I didn't know that until I moved here. UT, it's just like, it's basically downtown. I was like, wow, this campus is awesome. So uh, we got, we got, we got a good basketball team this year too. Oh yeah. Didn't the coach just get fired for being arrested or something like that? Did he? I don't know. Let me, let me bring up another. <laughs> it, there was, there was something that went game. on there. Uh, just I heard about a, did you hear about the University of Alabama basketball player that shot somebody yeah he just got arrested recently so I can't what imagine the, having that on my mind as a 20 year old you know yeah what the <laughs> are you doing bro they had a good team too they're like fourth or something and then... um, something else I wanted to ask you about with Austin because I'm a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan there's a lot of great blues music that comes out of Texas I mean have you been to different music places to see the scene um, i I'm, I'm pretty good into the music scene I, I do like um music videos for like a nice side hustle and so i have some like artists that i collab with and they keep me more into touch with music scene but um i don't know there's always like live music going on at bars and stuff it's super fun and yeah. like it's, there's competition out here so you're gonna they're gonna be talented if they're playing at like a decently like public bar and um but yeah i went to a acl the past two years which is austin city limits um yeah, yeah. I i've never been a music festival guy but uh i went and i think i am now because it was it's it's fun you just walk around plan your little schedule out you know sure yeah uh, and there i didn't i only went one day this past year uh because my friend bought me a ticket just for the day and i saw like within the whole day, I saw like five artists that I was listening to the past year. And I was like, this is amazing. I saw SZA at night. She headlined and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is amazing. So 
Now, would you be a guy that would pay the money to go out and see like Coachella on the West Coast or something like that? Um, not normally, but then I saw Frank Ocean was headlining this year, and I'm like, it really got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, I know some I know some guys out in LA I could stay with, and I would just have to pay for the flight, the plane ticket. It'd still probably come up to around a thousand bucks. I'm like, is this really worth it? So I probably and then I realized like it's just impossible to get tickets for that anyway. So yeah. Going back to your roots and like getting started in media, uh, do you remember getting your first camcorder? And we still have the, the first camcorder I used. Really? Yeah. Well, what, what, do you, what do you use? It was one of those Canon ZR300. Uh, you know, it was a good camera for the time, but we just never updated yeah. it. Yeah. It was, it was one of these you put your hand through and you got yep. the zoom. Yep. Yep. You had to pop a tape in still. <laughs> so. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I if we still have it. Um, but we, my family, always had like those camcorders. It wasn't as much like mine. It was just a family one, and we would like yeah. record shit when we went on like um, family vacations and stuff and all that jazz. I, I remember my dad got me a, got a clip of me in like the river out in Zion one time, just like going crazy, almost drowning, and he was just like recording, and I'm like that you gotta save me bro i know you're getting a good shot but i'm your son yeah well I, but, uh, yeah cam i've always uh known you as a funny guy and i'm uh yesterday was jim carrey's birthday it's hard to believe he's 61 um but did you did you admire comedians growing up like i did um yeah i mean i always admired humor like I don't know. I've definitely been a, a goofball. Like, I just like to joke a lot. That's one thing I, I struggle with being serious. Like, if you want me to be serious, make me get involved in, like, a film project. That's when I, like, really get, like, brass tacks or sports. Like, sports or film is when I'll really get, like, humor out the window. Um, but if I'm not, I'm just kind of like a happy-go-lucky guy. I, I like to live by the seat of my pants and just mix it up with my peers but I don't know if there was any like comedians like people say uh I remind them of Jim Carrey a lot but I really didn't like he's not really anybody who's influenced me that much even though apparently I remind people a lot of him like um I don't I've I never really watched that much like stand-up or anything right so just like funny shows I'll like like I mean I like Parks and Rec and The Office and stuff like that but were you an SNL person growing up i was yeah not as much anymore it's like yeah it's hit or miss more more miss than hit lately but i mean there was a golden age for a while like when we were in high school i kind of liked that earlier yeah typically the cast you grow up with high school is is the one that that sticks in your mind um one short film that i can recall you doing it was kind of a horror film uh with with joe uh shepherd yeah um and I, I want it made me think of um, Jordan Peele because he's he came from Mad TV and was sort of a comedian and now is doing the horror stuff with like Get Out and Nope. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I think there there's a close relation between comedy and and horror sometimes. Yeah, totally. That's a good connection you drew. Like, um, I mean, that film was absolute garbage, but it was fun. I I, I made that <laughs> try to get into USC film school, which ultimately failed, but. Uh, they had to have like an application film school or uh, uh, application a film that you put on your application to get in. And so that was the reason that was the inspiration behind making that. But um, yeah. yeah, I feel like 
people who are comical or whatever tend to have like not like a darker side but they can they can do they can cross over you know like you said like jordan peele uh steve carell and fox catcher jim carrey has had some dramatic roles where he's like whoa that's out of left field where he really brought it mm -hmm. um I, I like that. I like that's probably my favorite genre. Not horror necessarily, but like suspense thriller. Right. Like True Detective season one, Fargo are some of my favorite shows. Um, I just like I like the realism, you know. Like I feel like that's always what gets me. Well, and I, I saw a clip of um, Quentin Tarantino, who's my one of my favorite directors, and he talked about how. And I, I want to know, as a director, as somebody that has given folks direction on a project, I mean, is it difficult sometimes to tell people your vision, knowing that they have to carry it out? Like, only you can see it, but you right. have to trust them to, to carry it out for you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the journey. It's like, I've learned, like, when I, when I was younger, I, I wanted it to be exactly how I imagined it. So I'd be super anal about it and, like, have them repeated a million times like freaking Kubrick did in The Shining, stuff like that. But I'm getting better at like realizing it's it's definitely a collaborative experience and I need to like, I have my vision of what I want, but they also bring something very unique to the table and they can like, but yeah, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm getting better. It's, it's hard, like I've never been a wordsmith per se. Like I'll, I know what I want to say, but I can't articulate it always. So that's something I just need to keep on working towards getting better at as a director because you really need to convey like yeah through words what you want to, whether it's the talent or a music uh, artist or anything like that so well and we brought up the fact that we're both from indiana uh we we grew up with that <laughs> exactly um you know but is there a correlation between like boredom being from indiana and creativity i mean ryan murphy comes out of indiana a lot of like people who have done some creative stuff come out of here. Ryan Murphy, the Warren Punk. Don't <laughs> worry, we're going to get him, Carmel. I'm coming, baby. We coming, baby. But, Pounds! Pounds! Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's that much of a correlation. Like, it sounds good on paper. Like, Indiana people are just so bored, yeah. so they're forced to come up with genius ideas. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that much different than anything, anything else, I feel like. But, um, yeah. I feel like Indiana in general is just like a a slept on area. If you're if you're not from there, you think it's like just boring. But I feel like a lot of people come like from especially our area around like Indianapolis suburbs have like came out and done some good stuff. So yeah, and when I when I meet people from the Midwest, there's always like that connection. Like it's like uh it's just like you the, the good people come from the midwest i feel like it's just like a, a down-to-earth nice wholesome place and it's hard to hard to put into words but you know it when you see it well and the thing that i mean it makes my story seem make so much more sense but it seems like a lot of shows pull from indiana like stranger things is hawkins indiana the middle yeah. is based in indiana like it seems like a good base to start uh, for a show. <laughs> in yeah, for sure. It's it's like it's familiar, but it's not, you know. Yeah. Something you can latch onto, and you can just make up a random city and be like, "Well, oh, I'm sure that's there." Um, I meant I wanted to mention this too with uh, Austin because I've I've had uh, Jayla Washington on, who we were uh, in CHD hey. together with. Uh, she's on the she's on the NBC affiliate where you're at. Um, Austin. 
Yeah, she's like an anchor there. So I didn't know if you had seen her on TV. I I don't watch uh, the news, but I'm proud that she's still grinded. I know I know that she did that stuff at Ball State. Yeah. Yeah, Jayla, that's a blast from the past. Obi Wosu's <laughs> crush. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, well, he how, has crushes, but how is Obi? By the way, I, I haven't talked to him in ages. Yeah, I, mean, I don't talk to him nearly much as I would like, but he's just so busy. He's a uh, um, in residency or grad school, medical school uh, at Harvard, and he's got two kids. Two kids? Seriously? No, he's got two kids. He's all he's he's all grown up. He wears suits now. He's like. He's, a, he's, he's going to doctor. Harvard. Yeah, he's going to Harvard, and he's uh, wow. he's got two kids. He's married. He's like whole different stage of his life than I am. I'm like I have a girlfriend, but yeah. that's about all I got to brag about. Well, and see, the the thing is, I I can recall both of you guys doing uh, Vine videos oh. when when that site was popular. Like to yeah. to think of Obi as having two kids, going to Harvard, and being a medical doctor, right? Like that, know, that doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense, knowing him as I did. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what happened? He's still the same guy deep down, obviously, but yeah. I haven't yeah. seen him in person in so long. Like whenever I went home and visited my family back back home in Indiana, I would back home again <laughs> in Indiana. And go. it seems <laughs> that I can speak. The gleaming candlelight, still shining bright through the sycamores for me. The new moon fragrance through the fields I used to roam about the moonlight on the Wabash. How I long. For my Indiana. <laughs> Sorry. The ice broke in my kitchen, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> I like that little uh, sound barrier thing you got there, by the way. That's that's a swaggy little swaggy yeah. little touch. But um, yeah, I would think I would always go back and visit Obi in Indiana, but now he's back in wherever Harvard is over in the Northeast Patriots territory. <laughs> um <laughs> I want to get into football too, so make sure we talk about that before. It's yeah, I, we were going to bring that up, and I I find this odd, uh, but I'm not surprised. I've I've interviewed two other wide receivers from Carmel Football on the show. Uh, Danny, guess. Danny Dunn, yes, uh, Keo, and Austin Roberts, the most famous. Oh, okay, yeah. not Keo, not Keo yet, not yet, but. Austin uh, Roberts. Is he still playing? Because I remember he went to Stanford, I think. He tore his knee up. So, unfortunately, injuries derailed it. And I asked him if, like, I mean, he was still, you know, my age, early 20s. I'm like, do you think you yeah. could do it? He's like, I, I don't want to. So, uh, yeah. and and Alfredo, as a coach, you know, can get him into the NFL, which, which is cool. So, well, Alfredo. Have a, his, uh, his dad. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, who was – tight ends coach for the Colts and then at Carmel uh, for, for a season for a while. Um, nice. What was it like uh, playing for Carmel? I mean, and, and being from here, I'm always going to be biased, but like that was a big deal. I mean, Carmel football was sort of on a larger scale, uh, you know, some that people cared about and it mattered. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, I loved it. Like growing up, especially in Creekside, like Creekside was a blast. There, or there weren't as many players to compete with. So like if you if you could hold your own, you would get playing time. You would you would mix it up on on, on the field, and yeah. I had a lot more fun probably like then slash like in the freshman year of Carmel. It was it just got to like I, I never really got a as much of a shot as I would have liked when it came to playing for Carmel. But as far as being a part of the team, the culture was great. I love just like the whole, the, the fanfare and like yeah. the energy of just being a part of something like that. And lucky enough to get one state ring, even though I didn't play that much, but I always brag about re- recovering an onside kick against center Grove. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm uncle Rico, but Hey, that's yeah. a claim to fame for daddy. But um, yeah, just being being a part of like that that the the whole the whole uh, atmosphere it was it was definitely I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything and yeah well, maybe some money but I mean uh, yeah but I mean it was it was awesome like whether it's like being walking down on game day at home games walking down the trail of tears to um, having everybody cheer for us and stuff like that and it was it was a big school so the home games were always packed it was just a blast to like even warm up in front of all those, all those fans and stuff. So. Well, and in hindsight, you know, coach Wright, who was a gifted high school coach is now at Indiana. I mean, the, the high school coaching that you had is now an assistant on the college level. I mean, that, that shows you the pedigree of, of coaching and what you had uh, to learn. Yeah, from. Yeah. You know? Totally. Uh, oh, I, I just thought of something. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little Go bit ahead. of a loose cannon. You should definitely interview Matt Wainer. Uh, he played for the Bills, right? I'm trying to think. No, Matt Wainer. Uh, he, he he's a grade younger than us, but he he's a he's kind of this, a similar breed as you. He's doing a color commentary for uh, Hope Basketball up north, and he, he played okay. he played on the football team as well. He's from he's cool. a, he's a great guy. He's got the gift of gab, so you too. He'd be a great interview. I'll I'll do that. Uh, and and Ben Gardner went to Hope, one of the better basketball players from uh, from Carmel. Yeah. Um, did you do any sports commentating? I mean, as a football player, you probably knew the game well enough to, to do that. I wish I did more because it was so fun. Like, we, we definitely got, like, a privilege to be a part of, like, with yeah. uh, that class we took, CHTV. Um, we could, like, sign up to – I know you definitely got your money's worth for doing – Man. You were, you were in there. I wish, I wish I could do some more games, like, in hindsight. Like, if I could do high school over again – I would definitely utilize that opportunity a lot more to, cause it's just fun. Like, you know, to color commentate. And I think I was more the camera guy sometimes just like panning yeah. back and forth, right to left. Unfortunately, like we, I knew as the sports manager, like I needed steady hands on camera. So yeah. And, and you were one of the more steady hands that we needed to track the ball with. So I'm like, yeah, let's put cam on, on camera. I mean, I'll take the camera as long as I get to be there, you know, and just, yeah. Hear Jimmy pop off on the mic. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll go Bill. Fuck it. The whole thing. whole thing Whoa. sucks. Oh, there I go. Cursing. See? it's. We it's... got one more before we get flagged. I'm going to get a water. <laughs> I can hear you. Ask me a question. I'm getting a water. Okay. Well, Cam's getting a water. Um, Cam, you sang the um, Indiana State song. Uh, which was very well done, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Were you musically inclined? Do you play any instruments or do anything of that? Uh, I grew up taking piano lessons. 
and I was a part of percussion in junior high with Sameg Dewan, the legend. Okay. Cool, yeah. Um, so then I, I took drum lessons, and then I kind of took a break. I, I always dabbled on piano, like looking up tutorials and stuff, just to like have something to flex if you were in front of at a girl's house or something. Sure. And then <laughs> now I'm getting into guitar, and I'm not taking lessons. I'm doing the YouTube route, but I'm borrowing a friend's. Uh, electric guitar and amp right now and cool. there on the blue moon whenever i'm like bored or whatever i'll just feel like a superhero and dabble yeah crank it up to 11 i uh i was thinking about it uh you know we connected the dot between like horror and comedy but there's also a lot of people i think that are musically inclined and are also funny like jamie fox justin timberlake are two dudes that are gifted oh, musicians yeah. but are also hilarious in, in the comedy that they put together. Jimmy Fox is super talented. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, also swag. Um, what are some other funny, funny musicians? Prince was funny uh, in the way that funny he looking, was. Funny looking, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Cardi B. I mean. Yeah, right. That's a musician. That is a musician. <laughs> Yeah. When yeah. I think musician, I think Cardi B. <laughs> exactly. We got Mozart, we got Prince, then Cardi's probably coming in top ten to round out the top. Cer 10. Yeah, certainly. Um let's also get into um your vine your vine videos. because uh, those are still ones that make me laugh. Um it's gotta be a challenge, I think, to to make a video in fifteen seconds and make it funny. Like that's not a lot of time. To develop a joke or deliver it it was actually six seconds by the way is it six holy hell yeah okay yeah <laughs> uh, but it was back when i was doing it it was just like i was just going for the cloud i was just being cringy like i was trying to just get followers and stuff but i think it actually helped a little bit and like it translated now to like directing film because it, it is hard to convey an idea in six seconds you have to realize what to cut what to show and stuff so it was kind of like a good creative exercise just grinding that for like a year and a half and uh, how many uh how many followers did you end up getting uh, almost four hundred thousand. so i hope i kind of hope they bring that back bring that vine back i wouldn't be doing the cringe prank route but i would obviously utilize the, the following i had for for something to like either plug my creative work or do like fun sketches now i think would be fun you really haven't aged cam i feel like you might be able to put some of your stuff on uh tiktok and just reuse it couldn't you do that you're not seeing close enough i got some wrinkles <laughs> we got this in 4k dude they're gonna see all of them um Ener energy wise nah i'm still here baby but wrinkle wise i'm starting to you'll, you'll see if you get the 4k going <laughs> you'll be like damn this guy's a lot lizard yeah um Let's go back to football for a second, because I interned for the Colts for a few seasons and was on the sideline, so I'm sort of yeah. used to that now. But I can remember going out uh, for the state championship and being there, and what was that like, to be able to play at Lucas Oil? That was cool. It was awesome. I mean, I think it just, like, w warming up out there, like, just seeing, like, pump balls come at you, and, like, you're, like, ah, you're getting lost in the lights. It's, like... <laughs> Especially like going to Colts games as a kid at the RCA Dome and then the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, just like playing down there, you feel like a superhero. And obviously the the fans didn't fill the whole stadium, but Carmel still got about 
a good portion of the of the side of the stadium full. So, and it just echoes off everywhere. It's like you really feel like you're in the big leagues when you play down there. And I, I got on the field a couple plays, and definitely a, a memory that I'll cherish for sure. Like we also uh, trained there one time. Uh, I forget what it was called, but we, we we took a trip out there and trained on the field with some of the players. And I was like, this is where it's at. Well, in that state championship run, when I think back about it, just getting out of the sectional was a pain in the ass. I mean, you're, you're dealing with Warren Central, who had Sheldon Day and like oh 12 gosh. other Division One players. I mean, that was yeah. a gauntlet just to get there. But, but, oh, yeah. I think we had – did we have Center Grove too or no? Yeah. I think they played us in uh, semi-state. That was that yeah. was a semi-state game. So Center Grove, we had freaking Sheldon Day, the Fighting Irish alum. Yeah. Um, geez. Now, of course, Penn, just a, a little cherry on top. <laughs> well, it, everyone was celebrating at semi-state because they knew they would play a team up north, and typically they're just they don't respond as well as the teams uh-huh. in Indy. So, like, it was. Once they won semi-state, it was like we were going to win state. It was just a matter of playing the game out. So, Yeah. A little victory lap. (laughs) Uh, What what tradition do you miss from high school or just, you know, the the football days? Because, I mean, there there were a lot of things that were small that I I do miss as as an older person now. Oh, gosh. What do I miss from the traditions at CHS? I like, this came to mind, uh, I like, like, the senior talks. I feel like that was something always cool. Like, um, at practice, I think it was Thursdays, the day before the game, we would always have, like, five or six seniors go up in front of the the team and talk and give, like, a speech to everybody about, like, what it meant to play. Sometimes there were some surprises where, like, the guys actually had some really good speeches. Other times we're like, who even is this guy? And he's talking, like, what the heck? (laughs) And he's like, but I think that was was a cool thing. I liked the black jersey concept. You know, whoever got a big hit in a game would wear a black jersey the whole week at a practice. So I think that was a super unique thing. And it kind of, uh, what is it? Enforced the idea of physicality on the field. So it give us some incentive of like, oh, maybe I'll get a black jersey and we go over film and be like, we got a black jersey here, folks. Take a peek right here at this hit. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I'm sure they're still doing that. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of little things. I, I, I don't think about back on it too much as much as I should. Right. Uh, but I have a question for you. Uh, I have an answer. Are you, I know you're in a state where it's legal to bet on sports. Do you dabble? Do you lay a little chalk here or there? Or do you try to be responsible? I can't, I can't take it, man. I got enough addictions already and it would just drive me nuts. To, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. I mean, what are some of your addictions? Say it again. What are some of your addictions? You said you have so many. Uh, overeating. <laughs> that, that would be a problem. I mean, I got to uh, lean down. You look, you look good, though, from what, I, from what I can see. You look healthy. You look happy. Thank you, man. I, I am healthier. I, I got out and uh, worked at the Monon for a while, the Monon Community oh. Center, and, yeah. uh, you know, walked the Monon Trail during the summer. And that, you know, getting out in nature, I think that's one thing that people are missing now, like, we think that food sure. food comes in a box. No, man, it comes from the ground. It comes out of the earth, Amen. you know? Yeah. So are you able to do a lot of uh, 
nature walks in, in Austin? I mean, do they offer that sort of thing? Uh, there, there's a great like trail scene here. Uh, there, there's lots of um, like, especially when you get a little out west and not too far west, but like west West Austin to like West Lake Hill Country area. There's like some beautiful trails, and it's just fun to drive through there sometimes when. When work's going slow, I'll do food delivery just to keep the keep the money coming in. And I, I drive through there and I'm like, this is crazy. This is just because Lake Travis is um, over there and it's pretty, 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 pretty good. As far as your uh, future ambitions, Cam, what do you want for yourself, man? What, what do you hope for? I hope to glorify Jesus Christ through my work in film. And I want to keep grinding. Uh, I took a little bit of a break off like the short film game for a while, just cause I've been doing um, more like crew side of things. I've been working in reality TV really? and uh, also doing music videos. I, I like music videos just cause it's like, it kind of takes the writing out of it and you can just be experimental with visuals, which is something I've already always liked. Like even when I did short films back in the day, I would, I would love to like incorporate music into them. So I just love music and I'm working with a super cool artist right now, Taylor made he's local and he's on the come up. So I'm just kind of his main video guy and we're grinding that. Um, I'm also thinking about pitching a reality show to some networks. Um, my friend Jeremy inherited a company in Florida and it's a tower service company. So there's lots of cool, like, Mm -hmm. visual chances there where we, uh, I went out this past week and and we uh, recorded him going up on the towers it's like 1800 feet like bringing my drone up seeing them like just be manly up there with their carabiners <laughs> and bringing stuff down like I think that would be a cool reality show and I don't think it's been done yet so I'm like I'm just gonna put together maybe a little kickstarter and try to raise money for a pilot so we can see what happens with that because I can see that that being something would it be like a reality competition show, like a Big Brother type thing? It would be, it would be more like a, just like a docu documenting type thing, kind of like, like I mean, Istro Truckers exists, and that's just driving and the elements. True. But I think this is like a very cool like medium of work. Like it's rare. It's a very niche thing that he's got going on, and it's tower service. Whether it's like replacing antennas 1,800 feet up in the air, or yeah. like installing elevators on these things, or taking down old wires. It's always gonna um, give it like chances for really cool like shots and stuff. So I went out this past week and recorded him doing that. So I'm in the process of editing together some like vlog type videos and some commercials for his company. And I think that's kind of like a short term goal is maybe trying to get like a reality TV show off the ground, as well as keep pumping out music videos and growing my clientele there. Yeah. Um, long term, I would say I just wanna stay in film i've always had a passion for it and i don't see it going anywhere anytime soon so just whether it's reality show uh i, I think it'd like to, it'd be cool to get into movies eventually for sure yeah. um but that's down the line well and uh i'm only asking because i i see this happen all the time i mean do you have a crew of people that you're ready to hire once you get to a certain level because um yeah. with um with film you know, you'll see one actor and, oh, I've seen them in that other show. I mean, that, that happens a lot. I feel like mm -hmm. it's a close-knit thing. Yeah, I mean, 
you find somebody that works for you, you know, you got to keep it in, in, in the fam for sure. And I, I, I'm lucky enough to like be working in the, in the film biz here in Austin. So I, I, a lot of my like colleagues, I could, I'll be like, that guy was really fun to work with on set. I want him to be on my team when I do a project. So I'll uh, be able to call him up and be like, yo, you free, get over here, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We can only pay you 50 bucks for uh, a week, but that should be good. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah. Well, I'm only asking because I feel like you would be fun as a professor. Do you have any ambitions to like teach? I love like directing is kind of similar to teaching. I feel like you get to talk to people and like teaching yeah. would be a blast for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not ruling it out at by any means. I just have like so many uh, like I got like a lot to, that I want to accomplish first, I'd say. In, in terms of my career but um teaching would be so fun like t teachers always have a great like the good ones have a good influence over you like we, i remember mrs thorpe <clears throat> yep. she was a blast um let you create a lot of stuff on yeah. your own that was cool yeah she, she, she was a good teacher i was trying to read your facial expression and see if you like miss thorpe <laughs> <laughs> i i liked her i mean the problem is man throughout my career like i came into chtv with yeah. Hal Espy, the legend, who has been there for 30 years. He left after yeah. like one year, then uh -huh. Thorpe. Then I get to UND, their TV program isn't ideal, not what I expected. Yeah. That TV teacher got fired. They bring in another one for another year. Like it's been a carousel. You know, if this was a coaching situation, all my coaches have been fired <laughs> or, or yeah. moved on to different things. So I feel you. yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I had some very good, good teachers that like left a la lasting impact on me. So yeah. I would love to teach. I think it'd be fun just to like, I think I would definitely be a fun ass teacher to have and <laughs> still make people learn stuff, but like not be a try hard teacher. Like, did you do your homework? Did, okay, we're going to work. I'd be popping on videos. I'd be, it'd be fun to like. Yeah. Would you take uh, attendance? Would you be one of those teachers that was a hard ass on attendance? Oh. Uh, if it, it depends like I, I if 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 i if i was gonna get fired if i didn't take attendance then i would take it but if not i probably wouldn't yeah <laughs> i, I, I have one teacher who didn't take attendance and he was one of my favorites he's like you're paying to be here i'm not gonna punish you if you don't want to come That's right yeah, yeah especially in college like yeah if you're, if you're gonna pay to be there then i'm not tripping about that uh we didn't cover where you went to college you went to taylor yeah mm -hmm. um and Correct me if I'm wrong. One thing that they're famous for is the Silent Night cheer. Uh, yes. Describe that for me, if you would. Silent Night is a super cool tradition. It started not that long before I got there. Um, and it comes around. It's uh, the Friday before we leave for winter break, I believe. Uh, all the students dress up in, like, various outfits and all that jazz. Yeah. And, like, crazy costumes, just off the wall shiz and um we wait and we're quiet the silent as in the silent night until the 10th point is scored and usually uh they they schedule some trash team so it's always us that scores the 10th point first and then when the 10th point is scored everybody goes crazy we storm the field we be obnoxious and then it's just mayhem from there <laughs> um, or as they say in the espn article bedlam yeah and then okay. it's just crazy until the end of the game and um i dressed up as like uh, ray mysterio one year i was elf one year 
Uh, my favorite by far was one time I was Bobby Knight and uh, some of my friends, some of my friends were uh, referees. And when they called a timeout, I, I stormed out there and chucked a, uh, a, a chair onto the field and they, they escorted me. Out. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to have the chair ready, dude. Ready to... oh, yeah. It was a blast. <laughs> I had a little gray wig and I was just pissed. I was like, come on, what are you talking about? I had like a little newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like Bobby get out of here Bobby come on what are you doing here that was super fun but yeah Silent Night's awesome and it's always hype it's always like which player is going to score the 10th point you know uh-huh. and then if, they, if we have seven somebody's shooting threes if we have eight they're going for driving the bucket and then when it goes in we just go crazy um, I also uh, want to ask you because this is just a reality of being creative and a lot of people because of the privilege that it is to create they they don't um what what's your strategy for like monetizing projects because as much as we want them to be successful and for it to go well it costs money <laughs> to, to do these things and, and do it as a career yeah that's one thing that's that's tough like budgeting things like a lot of especially in the music video business people think that they have these crazy ideas and they're like either they have these crazy ideas or they don't even know how expensive simple ideas are to execute, you know, like yeah. you gotta, you gotta pay for, for labor, for every, everybody. If you want to have a big crew, you gotta pay them fairly. And then you gotta pay for like the props and the camera rental package and it racks up quickly. So like a lot of times pe- people will be like turned off by a budget that you give them or something. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, that's one thing I'm trying to get better at now is like valuing my worth and knowing like okay if you don't want to pay this then we can't do it because I took some risks early on in my career where I like did stuff for free or did stuff for a heavily reduced rate just for Me exposure yeah. and and you can only do that so long before you're like all right it's not even worth it anymore I don't care like if the idea is super dope or if the song's cool like I need to start looking out for myself and my crew and making sure that we get paid fairly uh, as far as like monetizing I don't upload things as much as I used to. So I don't, I'm not really, it doesn't really matter about monetization for me because it's usually either the artist or um, something else. But I know there's all sorts of like means to do that on on YouTube or whether it's TikTok or anything like that. You can get, you can get some little side coin. My friend gets paid off doing Instagram reels and they're, they're not very funny. And so me and my, me and my boy always hate on him for doing them. But apparently he gets paid like a couple hundred bucks just for making like the most mundane things. And I'm like, that's definitely an interesting route that I feel like there's becoming more and more possibility to like make some make some money doing what whatever kind of vid- visual like um, whether it's TikTok, yeah, YouTube, OnlyFans, you know, you gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Only OnlyFans, ready to go, but uh. I'll, I, I asked, say that again. I'm sorry, again. I see you with the ring light. <laughs> yeah, dude. Proper lighting is key. Um, you know, yes. I I asked Jayla this question. I'll ask you the same. If you could give advice to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, hmm. So many things, because I have acquired so much wisdom in my day. <laughs> But I would say to young Cameron, um, invest in Bitcoin, heavy. 
<laughs> Bitcoin a lot because that shit's gonna pop off. And then right now I'd probably be having freaking veneers. I'd be having big big frames, Rolex. Uh-huh. No, in all seriousness, I would say just uh, do what you love. Like I, it's, it sounds cliche, but and that's kind of something I've always done. So um, I've, I've been like lucky enough to have very supportive parents, and they've like allowed me to chase my dream, but, um, I'm still, still climbing towards my, my future goals, but I think life is so short and you don't want to overcomplicate things with the time you have here, you know, do what you love and, and just enjoy your time here with the people that you love and stuff like that. And don't, uh, don't take things too seriously. Cam, you're one of the best people I know, one of the most creative people I know. And Likewise, uh, I love you. I'm glad that we did this, man. Yeah, I love you, man. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, let's do it again. Let's do it down the line. Have me back whenever. <laughs> All right. Hey, folks, to uh, hear this episode again, head over to jbkonair.com. You can also get the podcast anywhere that you get your podcast by searching JBK on air. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.